0: Think back to a time where you were learning some type of movement technique, maybe it's an exercise, a sports skill, something that felt a little foreign. And when you're probably learning this technique, someone's teaching you that this is the efficient way that we wanna perform it. And it might feel very foreign, very awkward. Basically, our body does not understand how to move in this efficient manner yet. Therefore, we have to teach our body how to program itself to actually learn how to move in this fashion. And the big question is, how do I actually do that? Because our body, our brains, our neuromuscular system, it's very plastic. If we start to train in a certain way, we're going to start to pick it up, learn and move more efficiently. And ultimately the goal is to do this majority of the time and be able to do it consistently and perform at that high level. So let's talk about that in this episode and let's talk all about how to correct movement patterns, how to teach our body and learn how to move properly and move better. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back to the HL Movement Podcast. For all of my new listeners out there, thank you for tuning into this episode. And for all of my returning listeners, thank you for all of the support. You're all in the right place to hear about all of these topics that cover and deal with optimizing human performance. There's a combination of solo episodes and guest interviews. In the solo episodes, I usually cover a topic, a strategy, giving a little bit more insight as to some of the things that I have implemented, some experiences I've had, or anything that I find is interesting that I'm learning about. And for all of my guest interviews, we've had a lot of great guest interviews, great stories that they've shared, a lot of their experiences, a lot of things that we can relate to and apply to our journey. And also if you're looking for more free content out there, check out my website, hnlmovement.com and all of my social media channels, everything's at hnlmovement and also my YouTube channel, working on putting up a lot more content in the future. So check out my YouTube channel. You can also find it at hnlmovement and if you have any questions comments feedback anything interact with me on social media platforms i will be more than happy to see if i can produce some content or help in any way that i can with all of that let's jump into today's episode and it's all about How do we actually go about correcting movement patterns teaching our body new movement patterns or just being more efficient in the way that we move and a lot of this this is going to be kind of the broad picture of concepts what i'm thinking about how to progress someone along that continuum to make something that's completely new and foreign into something that turns very automatic in nature you can do it you know that movement like the back of your hand that's ultimately what we're trying to do with training we're trying to get that improved movement quality, move way more efficiently, and also be able to do that over and over on a consistent basis. So let's break this down a little bit. Whatever you're learning to do, this could be with anything, right? If you're a young athlete, maybe learning how to throw or hit a volleyball for the first time, it's very foreign. Or if you're someone that's trying to perfect or change some type of skill, A good example is people that take up golf, right? And if you're trying to make some tweaks or changes to your golf swing, how do you actually do that? Of course, that's way more complex, but the process is still relatively the same. So let's break this down. The first point that I wanna go over is that we need to do things or practice things with focus and intent if you don't know where to shift your attention to what you're trying to pay attention to what you're trying to feel that's a huge one then it's going to be very hard for you to teach your body and your brain how to actually repeat that task or that movement over and over so i'm going to break this down into two areas one is whenever you're doing some type of drill exercise movement you want to focus on exactly what you're doing what are the cues that you're thinking of what is your coach telling you all of these types of things instead of just going through the motions both literally and figuratively you want to make sure that you can actually focus on some aspect that you're trying to improve now the second part of that focus is that a lot of times when we're moving we need to actually feel and get that sensory feedback as to how we're controlling that movement So for example, understand the feel of where you feel the burn, understand the feel of where you're contracting, understand the feel of how does that feel when you are in that position that you want to be in, your coach wants you to be in. You need to associate the position and alignment and movement with some type of feeling as far as in the very beginning stages, it's just feeling where the muscle is working. As you get more and more advanced, then that feeling of course becomes a lot more fluid, comprehensive, not so much on just... like i feel this muscle working you can feel the whole movement pattern or that control and there's always things that we can tweak here so just remember that with the focus and intent do things with purpose and intent focus on actually how you're executing that movement and then the second part is Focus on all of the sensory feedback that you're getting. How does that feel? What muscles are working? Can you feel when you're not in a good position versus when you're doing it correctly in that good position? All of those things are part of the focus and intent. So take that with you and make sure that you're doing that for every single rep as much as possible because that will accelerate how quickly your body will learn and you'll reinforce this proper movement that you're trying to improve. Then that brings me to my second point. So the second point is break it down. I'm sure you've had experience with this with any type of coach. You're always gonna break down a more complex skill or more compound movement, right? You're gonna break it down into parts. And oftentimes this comes in the form of certain corrective exercises, if you wanna call it that, certain drills to make you feel certain components of the movement, and then you can put it back together. This is a big one that I do. So breaking things down that will help you to gain some success and teach your body how to do certain smaller components a little bit better. And when you can do that, that gives you building blocks again. So whatever it is and any example that you're doing, even if it's learning a new exercise for the first time, maybe we need to break it down into, single joint muscle groups maybe we need to break it down into less movement maybe you're going to do more isometrics there's so many ways to break things down and allow that to continue to improve the entire movement pattern that you're focused and working on Now the third thing that I want to say, and this is a big one, especially when you're correcting some type of movement or tweaking something to make a little change. But even when you're learning it from a blank slate where you're learning something fresh, completely new, you want to make sure that you're practicing that movement or those drills, those corrective exercises, you're practicing it correctly more often than not. And in the beginning, inconsistency is going to be expected. So you have to make sure that you control for the factors that are contributing to being inconsistent. Meaning that if you're getting very fatigued because the muscles are deconditioned, not used to doing this type of movement, then you need to control that and gradually back off so that you're not working in that state of fatigue where you're reinforcing all of the bad habits, the improper movements, or the things that you're trying to correct because you're tired and you're being inconsistent. So you wanna, again, make sure that you're controlling for the things that create inconsistency so when you're practicing this even if that's low level volume or maybe that's when you need to have a little bit more focus be in a good headspace all of these types of things it will help you to practice that movement correctly and that is going to be the key even in the beginning let's say you only can do a couple sets correctly and after that you notice that the inconsistency starts to creep in then yeah just stop there because you can always build off of that When you start to do things incorrectly, or you start to revert back to old habits, that makes the whole process a little bit more blurred. Your brain, your body doesn't know, are you trying to do it this way? Or are we reverting back to our old habits? So that's why you want to eliminate the inconsistencies and just focus on how much practice can I get doing it well, doing it properly, making the changes that I want. Now, along these lines, I don't know exactly when, but I think I saw something on social media and I think it was with Nick Saban. But basically the quote was don't practice things until you get it right. The thing is you want to practice things so that you're so consistent that you can't get it wrong. And I think that is really what we're striving for. Whenever we're trying to make some movement change, be more efficient, or learn any new skill is we want to keep practicing it correctly. So the likelihood of us doing it incorrectly or inefficiently is very low, right? We want to be as consistent as possible. So think about that. Whenever you're doing this, practice it correctly as much as possible. As soon as technique issues, inconsistencies, fatigue, poor movement control slips in, then you just want to stop there. You can always work on this another day when you can be consistent again. There's a few more points that I wanna go over and this is a little bit more technical, but this is more of the broad picture concepts. So what are some things that I like to do to help people to regain or learn this type of movement in this new way? One of the big things anybody that's trained with me knows is that I like to utilize a lot of long duration isometric, long duration holds, or just very slow movement patterns. It's usually very low load, very close to body weight, if not body weight alone. And we're talking about keeping that activation pattern throughout longer time periods and holds to really teach your muscle and your brain how to communicate with each other, what that feeling is again. And I can even go through the range of motion, but just very, very slow so that again, you have that neuromuscular communication loop going, but you're also under longer times of tension to help to reinforce and instill that this is how I wanna control the movement. So that's one of the techniques A lot of isometric long duration holds very slow movements throughout the range of motion to help to teach you how does that feel and how to control movement the second thing is after isometrics obviously we don't move very slowly or in isometric fashion in a lot of daily living activities or sports in general right so we can't just keep training like that so you're gradually gonna try to keep that same feeling that same movement pattern control and then we're going to gradually ramp up the load and the speed and velocity I think this is a very valuable component because even at the tempos that you see when we're lifting weights right at a tempo of around you know both one second eccentrically and concentrically that still may be too fast for you to actually make some of the corrections and control that movement so again progressing from very slow movements into that normal tempo and then eventually be able to control that movement in more plyometric types of things, more faster paced, explosive types of movements. It's going to be a little different at times, But again, you should be able to feel how to actually control your body. You should feel what's an efficient position that you are able to move well, produce power out of, versus a position that's leaking energy and you're very inefficient out of moving from that position. So you wanna be able to, again, keep all of the things that you've worked on to correct these movements, move more efficiently, and you wanna take that gradually with more load and more velocity. Then the last thing is that thinking about practicing things correctly more often than not, you want to, again, maintain that consistency, especially when we start to increase some of the variables of load and velocity. And in addition to that, of course, you want to keep that consistency very high but you want to be able to do it without so much cognitive resources being focused on either your limb or squeezing your muscle or whatever it might be that might take your attention away from paying attention to other things so again we call this like cognitive load you want to be able to do these tasks under more cognitive load or just be more efficient with how you're utilizing or distributing what cognitive focus you have your attention focused on. So a simple example, let's say that you're a runner and you've made all of these changes, you're working on, you know, gait mechanics, you're working on being a little bit more efficient, and you're able to do that in a very controlled environment, either on the treadmill or when you're running at the park or outdoors. But if you're running with things that take your attention away from focusing on that technique. For example, if you're running with a friend and they're starting to have a conversation with you, if you cannot maintain everything that you've worked on, right? without having your attention taken away by some conversation or things like that, then we still need to work on making sure that we can control all that movement and gradually increase the amount of cognitive load that is placed upon us. So that is something to think about as well, right? Because that you can easily bridge the gap, even by yourself, right? You're going to start to increase the things that are demanding your attention, right? So in that controlled environment on the treadmill, great, you can focus on all of that. Maybe when you start to increase certain things, you can increase even just a stimulus that's taking your focus away. Maybe that's listening to music. Eventually that's watching TV or something. Eventually that can be thinking about different things or having that light conversation with someone running with you, right? And gradually progress that. Now running is pretty controlled, but now think about any other sports, right? When you're playing sports, you're under a lot of cognitive load demands. Things that you have to, Keep your eyes up. You have to... Focus on the task that you're trying to do you have to focus on the defense you have to focus on all of these other things right and that's something that we need to think about especially when it comes to correcting movement patterns so I'm gonna bring it back to that the making the corrections because this is important for any type of performance right to improve performance but especially when we're trying to make some changes with how we're controlling movements learning any new skill or just doing corrective exercises to whether it's taking that next step to really level up how you're performing and your movement all of these types of things take all of this into consideration so again a recap of some of the techniques that i like to use very briefly is long duration holds isometric slow movements gradually increase the load and progress the velocity and then of course try to maintain that consistency as you're doing all of these progressions and then the last component is incorporate some type of cognitive load stimulus things that will require you to divvy up your attention and still be able to control and maintain your movement. Anyway, I hope that that helped you, gave you a little bit of insight. Maybe you're going through certain things, whether it's tweaking and fixing an exercise, whether it's working on a sports skill, take some of these components and apply it to help you to correct the movement, learn how to move more efficiently. And ultimately the goal is to improve and elevate your performance. That is all that I have for this episode. The end of the year is rapidly coming to a close. So I hope everyone is enjoying the holiday season. I hope it's not too hectic and you're not too stressed out. But keep in mind, just do all of the things that support your lifestyle, support your health. It might not be ideal during the stressful and hectic times, but just do things that work a little better for you and just be consistent with all of the things that you've been practicing throughout the year. Again, for more helpful resources, check out everything on my social media channels, everything's at h Movement, on my YouTube channel as well. Still putting up and working on putting up more video highlight clips of the podcast episodes so you can watch some of the video content that matches the guest interviews that you've been listening to on this podcast. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, if it's valuable in certain ways, tag me. I would love to hear how it's helping you. Also, share this content with family, friends, coaches, teammates, anybody that's looking to optimize their performance. Other than that, enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. Happy holidays. I release podcast episodes every Tuesday, so I will be back here same time, same place next week. Until then, have a great week ahead of you. Aloha.